fucking up. Hey Baker. Oh, my computer's taking a load. Don't do. I'm not. I'm not partaking. Should we? I'm no. I'm not doing anything. You are restarting this. We're deleting all this. We're starting over. Should we start our recording? I know for a fact you're already recording because you got that like you know professional voice thing. I'm telling you straight up. This ain't it. What's up, RSL Nation? How you doing? It's your boys Adele and. I'm not doing this. Start over. And the Baker. I'm dead serious, man. <laughs> I don't have anything up. I literally have zero. It's okay. Look, we got notes. No, we got notes on the whiteboard. Let's start talking. My head hurts. Arsenal Nation, it's your boy. We're boys. starting over, Arsenal Nation. You're not hearing this. All right, let's do a countdown. Five. Just, just no, no. Just four. delete all that. Just stop and delete it, man. Really? Yes, I have literally nothing up. But literally. It, we have the thing. Right, but I like to know what the fuck I'm talking about. So there's that. Fine, just go, just go. This is so dumb. Here's what we're gonna we're talk about. We're a minute about. in. We haven't talked about. We're still doing an intro. That's called amateurish. No, that's called. We, that's, I apologize on his behalf. That's called I heavy. That's called heavy on the intro. No, it's not even an intro. You just started recording. I, I'm literally still pulling up the things I want to talk about. So Baker, what we had a ourselves a little. What what, what do we call it? Post match quickie mm-hmm. on Which, Saturday. We gotta really figure out how to spell correctly. Yeah, so it's just quickie, and then it happens to have it happens to have multiple meanings. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Yeah, you just you name it, you you spelled it right that one time, and then you like overcorrected because well, you then you made it wrong thinking it was the right spelling for the word quickie. But we have stuck with it since. No, not really. We've just been wrong twice in a row. So here's what we're gonna talk about today. All right. Tell him. We're gonna talk. We're gonna do a little recap of our heartbreaking loss at the Los Angeles Football Club, okay. including a little chat about the refs. Mm-hmm. And then we're gonna start looking forward. We're gonna That's look at to our live. national team players coming back. We're gonna look at Baird's performance with the national team. Uh, a little chat about FC Dallas. And guess what else we're looking at? Playoffs. I mean, you just wrote that down. I... Four games in, we're looking at playoffs. So You're let's looking che- at playoffs. No one else on planet Earth is looking at playoffs. So let's get started here, yes? Let's just talk about the final ball, right? LAFC, Saturday. 2-1 at the death. Mm-hmm. Heart-wrenching, heartbreaking loss. Yeah, I mean, it was... It wasn't like we got... I mean, don't get me wrong. I think LAFC was the quote-unquote better team especially when you look at all the stats and stuff and, and you know chances generated Math. but at the end of the day the the they won because they got more lucky like we we they got lucky with their last shot that that it, it even took a deflection like yeah. it it's it doesn't get more like it, there's no stopping that there's no getting a hand to that it, it's i i can look at that goal and be like yeah that's everybody did everything they could at that moment I'll tell you one thing. Tell me. With the depleted roster right. we had, with the completely makeshift lineup that we had, yep. I was impressed with a lot of performances on the field. But I would say the most impressive portion or part of that entire setup on Saturday was the defense, our entire defense. It looked compact. I, I felt comfortable through 90 minutes thinking that we're going to walk out of there with a point, which I think would have been huge. And oh, massive. I don't massive. usually feel that way, especially against a, a hard-attacking and counter-attacking quick and technical team like LAFC. What you thought? What do you think about our defensive performance with that makeshift lineup? Yeah, it's... Um... You know, I, I think we we looked a bit flatter. Uh, I don't want to get into throwing out random numbers because they really don't mean anything to a whole lot of people. Um, but but we we had numbers behind the ball, and when we didn't have the ball, dudes very quickly kind of got into shape and fell back, and everyone lined up the way they were supposed to. Like Petke, very. I mean, you. I, 
it's not like they sat there and I don't want to say parked the bus because that's not what happened. You know, we were generating plenty of attack. We scored a goal, maybe two, depending on who you ask about the rules. Um, we'll get into that. It was it was like a solid defensive performance. Everyone did their part. We you know we shut out Vea. Um, it, it's fundamentally you can't ask more from such a, a young group, at least defensively. So it, speaking of shutting out Vela, uh huh, Vea, yep, Toya. Dude's, dude's the truth. He's the one that shut him out. I mean, it was I mean, yeah, a, it basically. was a combined defensive effort, sure. but he had he, he shut him down so much that they ended up moving him on the field. If Mo- I remember moving correctly, moving him more centrally because uh, so Vea on the right, so Toya on the left. Um, you know, it it's it, it wasn't it wasn't happening. He did a fantastic job. I mean, he got beat once or twice, but never at a point where it was like, oh, very clearly we're about to you know, concede a goal here or anything. Yeah, no, um, I, I thought it really well. I think people forget that Donny Toya was part of that Montreal team that did so well in CCL play a few years ago. Like, he was a regular starter, I think, through the finals. Uh, dude's good. Dude, dude is a solid left back. I think he should be our starting left back, in my opinion. Well, I think, that, I think he did well. Mm-hmm. I think he did well against one of the best players in Major League Soccer. He's not a youngin. I mean, he started with RSL, but he's been around. I think last time we looked, he had more than 100 starts in the MLS. So what I mean, he's not a youngin by... He might be young, but he's not a youngin. He's not an inexperienced player. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, um, he's, he knows his stuff. That being said, he's only 26 years old. Right. So, so I know you're not a big fan of uh, Herrera on the left side. Correct. You have made That's... that... You have voiced that opinion... Mm-hmm. At least a couple of times over the past couple of years, if I may. Very eloquently, might I add. How did you like him on the right side? Dude was awesome on the right. Um, I, I think you could see a comfort there that he wasn't that he's not used to playing. I think he made some really good choices. I also think he had a bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think you know he was like, "Yo, I got to go out there and." He had a horrible game the game before. Right, like I got to go out there and earn my keep. Um, no, I, I think Herrera had a solid performance. Um, on that left side, I think he played super well. The right side. Yeah, that right side. Sorry, I'm just so used to saying left side. Uh, no, it it's he played in his natural position and he looked good doing it. So you like Herrera on the right side. You liked what you saw from Toya on the left side. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the young and Schmidt up top? Oh, Tate Schmidt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tate Schmidt. Like when I saw him in the lineup, I'll be honest. He was like. You know, I, I read all the press reviews and everything when we signed him and looked up his stats. And I'm like, yeah, this kid, you know, kid's good. Thinking I'll probably never see him actually get RSL minutes. Um, I'm glad that that's that wasn't the case. Dude played very well given the task he was asked to do. I, I think that's kind of like an important distinction. Like it wasn't like, hey, we're gonna play this beautiful, attractive attacking soccer. It was like, hey, you're gonna might like at times you're gonna be the you're gonna be on an island. Um, we need you to hold the ball up every once in a while, make yourself big, make yourself physical. He did that super well. Uh, you know, he's he's a big, big dude. Big um, kid. Yeah. Big kid. He's thick as... Uh, he's thick. As Donnie likes to put it. Um, no, it, it's honestly, I think we keep mentioning the, these young dudes, uh, the, the, all of our homegrowns, and like every time I mention it, the, 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 like they all just did so exceptionally well. It, it's I don't know how else to put it genuinely pleased with essentially all of them minus you know Portillo I think uh, before I get to Portillo let me get to Schmidt real quick Mm -hmm. so I think I didn't notice Schmidt on the field right now looking back yes he had the toughest assignment out there right his assignment was to basically like I said be on an island Mm -hmm. we'll put you up there for no reason other than you're going to be an, a jersey that is going to require our opponents to keep some players back and not completely suffocate us in our last third of the field. So he was set up into a position from which he didn't have a whole lot of potential for success. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, Bushnak was setting them up to be put away. And that's the next point I was going to make. And the major players mm-hmm. who would set up 
someone like a Schmidt for goal-scoring opportunities were not there. Right. I mean, Rushnak wasn't there. Uh, Savarino wasn't there. Plata wasn't there. There's, there was no one there to set him up for those kinds of opportunities. So I really appreciate the, the kid's work rate up front. But I just I didn't see anything from him. I saw a lot of hustle. Mm-hmm. saw a lot of fight, a lot well, of bite. And that's to be appreciated. I, but he didn't... There, there was nothing I saw from Schmidt that, that would make me say... He should be he should be seeing some minutes next week. Uh, I the one thing that I really appreciated from him that, that just kind of popped in my head was when RSL didn't have the ball, he was he was putting some serious pressure on Zimmerman mm-hmm. uh, and and chasing that ball. Like it was good to see RSL being the ones putting the pressure on you know CBs to clear. Like he forced some turnovers, which you know as a striker isn't the quote unquote typical role but it right. was nice to see that from him like that alone I think is, is that's that hustle I was talking about yeah it, it's contagious so speaking of a player that hustled mm-hmm. and performed really well and should have had a goal Bofo yeah Bofo so Bo- out of his mind Bofo Sacedo made the team of the week yeah this week and, uh, and Romano made the bench and and Ramando absolutely deserves to make the bench. I thought Ramando saved a couple of easy goals otherwise. But I thought Bofo did really well. In your opinion, is it time for Bofo to start on the left side? Um, With the full lineup, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think Corey Baird is still that starter. Um, you know, I think Jefferson hasn't been, like, playing. I mean, Jefferson's been, had such some good games. I don't think he's had, like fantastic standout amazing earth shattering games um i don't know if both was ready to start both should be getting like 30 minutes 20 minutes you want to see both regularly in a game both should like be our first if we're chasing a goal both should be like our first sub without a question in my mind um i mean uh, let's talk about that for a second so we're talking about the left side not necessarily but i think both can't play on the right I don't think Bofo deserves Severino's spot anytime soon. Sure, he hasn't played lights out. Mm-hmm. I think he's played better than Bofo. Severino? Yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mm. Not based off of the to... LAFC performance. Well, both Severino wasn't there. Sure, I, and I get that. But, I mean, the other three performances where Severino was there. I, no. Dude, he got a red card in his third game. Okay. Uh, you know, no assists, no goals. Like, he had some sweet moves. Don't get me wrong. Uh, that Jefferson, but like I, I'm having a hard time being like, man, Jefferson is really impacting this game to to a very high degree. Um, Ninety minutes of Bofo led to some beautiful attacking play. I think he's. I'm pretty sure he was the guy that got fouled uh, for the um, for the PK. Like Bofo changed that game. He generated attack. He was a major outlet. He did his part defensively. I'm. You know, I don't think anyone's job is like a sure thing. There's no such thing as guaranteed starters, and both was not starting over Severino. I, I agree. I think you're right, but I'm saying I could see that if he if he were, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be like, yeah, I get that. I would be shocked. I would be completely shocked. I think uh, Severino is still our most skilled player and most dangerous player on the team. Severino, when it comes to attacking options. Severino is number one in my book. Purely attacking options. No one is more dangerous on the ball. Sure, on the ball. Than Hefferson Severino. Right, but then for us. But then he gets it to the touchline and then it dies. It dies. It has you died know. so far, yeah. but it, it has also in the past produced some brilliant moments. Sure, but with and brilliant goals and brilliant points and brilliant victories. No, okay. Uh, but you, I think passed, I. I doesn't pay the bills. I, okay. Bofo's starting position is much easier on the left side than on the right side. Once again, is it, is it over easier? Baird or Plata? Maybe yes. not. Over is it, Plata, I could see it. Maybe not over Baird. Is it easier for... Would you, you have an easier time, okay, playing Bofo over Baird and Plata mm-hmm. or Savarino? I think you would have an... Like tr- convincing the fan base, you mean? or No, you're a coach and, and mm-hmm. you, you have to live with your results at the end of the game. Right. Whom would you have an easier time explaining why you started him over? The two on the left? Explaining to who? The fan base. 
or just the logical your peers, right? When you screw up at work, mm-hmm. it's okay if you screw up as long as your explanation makes sense at the end of the day. And you say, I did this because of A, B, and C, sure, and yeah. it made sense at that point. Right. Would you have an easier time explaining to people why you started Bofo I mean, on the, the left very... side over Plata and Baird or on the right side over Severino? Yeah, that I mean, it depends on the opponent and like specifics. But yes, generally... FC Dallas this gen- Saturday. Generally, it'd be much easier to understand why Bofo is starting on the left over Baird and Plata than on the right over Jefferson. That's all I'm saying. Right, but just because an explanation is easier doesn't necessarily make it the right decision. No, by definition it does. No, but by what definition? Definition of what? Well, why would it be easier? B- because it 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 is very easy to point at what Plata and Baird aren't doing. Yes. Versus, like... Savarino is like doing stuff. Don't get me wrong. That's but it's but they're it's not generating results. You're hitting the nail on the head, though. The, the reason it's easier. The reason it's easy to explain why Albert Rushniak starts every game he's available. Sure. The, he's, the, the, there's a reason it's easy to explain. Right, I get that, but the nature of footy isn't a, an additional like it, it's not. You know, it's not like oh. Um, Baird is a is a three and Plata is a five and they combine you know and whereas to, uh, Bofo is an eight so he's like value wise I'm assigning like skill value right therefore he should start it, it's 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 multiplicative it's how guys interact with one another I I know how Bofo interacts with uh, Brooks Lennon I like it I know how Herrera interacts with Bofo I really really like that relationship right um, from what I have seen from Severino it's he's an he individually. I have no problem saying that Savarino is a better player than Bofo, talent and skill-wise. All I'm saying is Bofo... Or Plata, or Baird, right. or anybody sure. else on the All team. All I'm saying is Bofo might be a better fit for that role for the way RSL is playing. I, you know, hmm? it, it's, it's worth trying in my opinion. Then it shouldn't be difficult to explain. That's uh, all I'm saying. To, once again, it's to whom. Like, to why all of a sudden this focus on explanation? It's just an easy way to make people reason. Right, I mean, I get what you're getting at for the sake of the podcast, but right. realistically, Petke doesn't have to explain his choices to me. I, I have yet to, like, pick up the phone and have a text from Mike Petke going, hey, here's why I picked this week's starting 11. Well, we keep this podcast up. <laughs> that might just happen. Here's the dreaming. <laughs> Bofo, team of the week. Mm-hmm. Incredible performance, wonderful performance. Thought he was very dangerous with every touch. Made some things happen. Just too bad it didn't it didn't happen for us. Um, Everton, yeah, another early yellow. Such a dumb yellow to pick up. And then he keeps his butt on the pitch for the rest of the game. My money would have been no way. Yeah, we covered this a lot in the post match quickie. Mm-hmm. That he just knows how to play with a yellow. He's an sure. extremely smart guy. I thought, along with Bofo, probably still our MVP. Uh, Everton, so far, has been number one or two best players on the team, for me, in every game this year. And no other player has been in the one-two, I mean, in every game right? during that time frame. Yeah, I think if the season were to end today, you could make a case very easily for player there. Best off-season signing since... Demir. Last year. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've, like, you know... Demir hasn't had, like, this amazing start or anything by... So, who has bitched more about Craig Viable than you and I? Well, me. I mean... A lot of people, but very vocally. Well, define vote. Like, not everyone's going to bust out the mic and record a podcast on a... What is it, Tuesday? Tuesday well, night. If, if you're serious, you would. <laughs> RSL Nation, don't bust out a mic and record a podcast. Unless you're serious. Just come join ours. So, Craig Weibel has under his belt uh-huh. Demir Krylak. Yep. Everton. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. Yura. Sure. I always forget his name. Or Tunio. Yep. 
No, there are a lot of others. Yeah, of in course. The meantime, yeah, I mean, Jefferson, but, Albert Ruchnag. Yeah, but those are like you M. Know, Silva. Those are the huge, big Ned ups and downs. Is he in a net positive or negative with you right now? Oh man. Okay. So, right. So it, it's this complicated nature of putting together a roster. Like it, it we don't have the benefit of, of it all being exactly how we want it to be, or it all being negative, and then we just say, "Hey, it's been all been garbage." Therefore, the guy needs to be fired. Like that's not. Like he's had wins, and they've mm-hmm. been solid wins. Like he's 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 done his job well when it comes to, to a few guys, but he's also done his job poorly when it comes to another handful of guys. My fundamental issue is that the guys he has done it poorly with are where it counts. Like, yeah. it, it, Big, it isn't like, size. oh, yeah, it isn't like, oh, hey, you got uh, uh, Netum right, therefore I forgive you for Artunio. It's, hey, you got Netum right, good job. Oh, you got Artunio wrong. That's a mess. Like, you know, they're, he, he, they're did, not, he did get Albert Rushniak right. For sure. They're not, and, and that, like, that's the. That's kind of the nature of, of, of us, of our relationship as fans in the front office. It's when it's working, we know it's working. And when it's not working, we know it's falling apart. We have to figure out. And when I say we, I mean literally each one of us for ourselves. Like I invite RSL Nation to sit there and go, hey, how do I feel about this roster? Um, for me, the fact that Craig Webel keeps getting it wrong for that very specific target forward role. Yeah. And, and honestly, Sam Johnson is still a giant question mark in my opinion. Like, we don't know like anything I about Sam still Johnson. still have no idea. Yeah. Um, I'm going, hey, that that's a point of worry for me. If you don't show improvement there, as a fan, I have a right to say, I don't think this guy should have a job. Yeah. It's a very weird relationship. I agree. How do you feel about our old Craig Weibel? relationship when you line them up like that so i have a respect for the guy for going for broke in some cases yura mosesian and signing uh almost what's it two million dollar or something deal mm-hmm. is bold but i would say not as bold as signing in ortuño because yura was here before we had him on loan remember that one year mm-hmm. he did well that right. one year right his heart seemed in the right place i still think we miss calculated misplayed completely screwed up that year i think yeah of course i think there was, there should have been a part of mike petkey that just sucks it up suck it up I mean, you have to remember, the guy played less than half the season and still tied for most goals that year. Or maybe he was second because someone like yeah. got above him in the last game of the year. Sure. Can you imagine if he had played the whole year? And even the parts where he did play, he was pissed off and kind of played part-time a lot of the time, right? right? So I don't, know if I, can, I don't know if I can blame him for the Euro signing. Because Yeah. Yeah. Because I think Euro could have worked out. I think Yura, the Yura thing is not on Craig Weibel. I think the Yura thing is on Mike Petke, for better or worse. I mean, I think the Yura thing is on Yura and Petke. And yeah, Craig but I don't. I, I really don't. Th- okay, I do not think Yura became a different person when when Mike Petke showed up. Yura was just used to people putting up with this crap, right? For the past fifteen years as a professional soccer player, mm-hmm. and having that typical number nine attitude. I think there are not a lot of players that are worth putting that up with that. Can you imagine coaching Zlatan? You think that's a cakewalk? Like he tries as hard as everyone else in practice? No. From what I understand, Zlatan's actually a phenomenal teammate. Oh, I'm sure he is. But I also, I, most fans have always accused him of not trying on the field. He looks lazy. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't run. Right. Yeah. And I think on a team like Mike Petke's team, that does, that's not appreciated. So, long story even longer, what I'm saying is, I don't blame Craig Weibel for Yura. I think Yura might have been the right signing. Mm-hmm. It was just the wrong pairing with the head coach. Sure. And you have to remember, we were in a period of turmoil there. He didn't sign Yura knowing that Petke was going to be the head coach. Right. As far as we know, sure. quote unquote. Sure. Right. So, now, the Ortuño thing. Right. Ortuño has a history. And to sign him to a seven-figure deal, 
I don't think it was. Was it? Yeah, it was. It was around seven figures. If it's like plus or minus fifty thousand, that's not a big deal. But it was a huge, huge deal. I would say Craig Weibel in my book is actually in the net positive in appreciation. I I, I give him thanks for a lot more than I blame him for. Um, made the absolutely right decision with Mike Petke made the majority of the right decisions in the big signings, including Albert Rushniak, even though that seemed like it took a long time. Horribly messed up the Javi Morales thing. What the hell was up with that? I don't know. That was a horrible, horrible period. But then, you know, signings like Nedham and, and re-signing Tony Beltran and, and I think re-signing Kyle Beckerman and Nick Romando to the right extensions to the point of where they can still play, paying him decent money, nothing stupid, crazy. I think overall he's doing a good job. I cannot complain with Craig Weibel right now. Now, we'll see what Sam Johnson does. Right. So in six months, this might be a total different discussion if he screwed up another number nine. I mean, we we will not win a cup without a, without a proper number nine. Yeah, for sure. It's just, it, it, it's, it's not going to work. I think it's also not, it, it's in this moment of time, I think he's doing okay. But it, it's it's not happening in a vacuum, right? Other teams yeah. are doing things. Like eventually, the summer transfer window is going to open, and we need to get better. Like it's an ongoing conversation, and yeah. I think for the most part, doing well now is how I'd summarize it. So, shall we for a moment cover the referee performance, referees' uh, performances at Los Angeles? Yeah. Here's what I saw. What'd you see, Chief? Week one. No, excuse me. Week two at home. We got that BS penalty that should have never happened. Right. In our favor. In our favor. Yep. Week two, two red cards, penalties, all the things against us. Week three, you mean? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, the week after week yep. two. So that would make it week three. Right. The week four in LA, two things happened. We get scored on off a play that could very, very easily be considered a passive offside. Could also not be passive offside. Like, how passive are you right. when you're it's standing the exact there? opposite. So, the way I look at it is this. The ball is played mm-hmm. to a player who's offside. Right. That player's action impacts the entire defense, including the goalie. Definitely, yeah. Nicromando squaring up to get yeah. ready to defend. The rest of the play happens, a rebound, a putback, goal for them. Right? You could or you could not call it back. It, you cannot argue one thing. I will tell you this thing. You cannot argue that the play, which would have led to an offside, did not impact the outcome of the whole play. Right. And I, th- I don't think anyone is arguing that. No one's saying this didn't have an impact on That's the, the definition of a passive offside. Of a non-passive. Passive means he was just chilling there, didn't didn't have any right. like he's offside, but he's he's not well, impacting I mean, the play. No, it's still it's, it's still passive offside. It's it's a passive active offside. So he okay. didn't touch the ball. The flag doesn't go up for that. Right. And then on the other end, similar play. Where the mm-hmm. mirror has the ball. Right. As he's about to make contact with the ball, mm-hmm. the ball is tackled away from him yep. yes mm-hmm. by a defender yeah which then lands at the feet of one of our guys Bofo who oh right. what a curler Beauty. so Bofo at the moment that the ball leaves the defender's feet mm-hmm. is in an offside position right however there is no offside if the ball's coming off the defender's feet. That is an action. No, that's that's the interpretation. That's the, that's the law. That's not the law. It is. It's, it's not. It absolutely is. Let's not get into, like, intentions. We don't have to figure out what the defender's intentions were. If I am standing technically in an offside position, and I'm a forward, yeah, and you're a defender right. on the other team, you turn around and pass me the ball, 
Am I offside? No. Okay. Right. So the the ball left your feet, and I'm I'm just trying to explain the rule. I I get it. I get what you're trying to get at. Now here's what pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Okay. So both of those plays are like eh. You could go either way. Fifty. Let's call them fifty-fifty. But you would think that if there are two plays and each has 50-50, just by mathematical equation, you should get one in your favor. We got zero in our favor. Right. And it didn't even get, like, the respect of the ref going over and taking a proper look. Now I get there's dudes upstairs taking a look, but we all know when it's serious, they go take a look. Sure. I'm not saying that's why we didn't win, but I'm also saying that's probably why we didn't get a point. Yeah. I'm yeah. upset with the lack of consistency, continued consistency of Major League Soccer referees. And then we can talk about, if you wish, the same point we make often, which is the last thing that seems to be advancing in this league. Mm-hmm. We, we're building bigger stadiums. The fan bases are growing year to year other than in Houston and Dallas for some reason the players get more expensive the quality of plays is better the the, the TV money is better everything is better but right. the refereeing seems to be stuck in really bad times from probably the 90s right and we talked about your thoughts little, on the we refs we talked about this a little bit in the, the post-match quickie uh, we you know you I think you mentioned the fact that it kind of felt like refs were trying to punish ourselves for getting one by them in the Vancouver game. And I think that that's more evident when you see things like um, uh, Latif Blessing getting, like, and you mentioned this on, on our Twitter yeah. channel, like six final warnings. Yeah. Like, at some point, it's like, come on, man. Like, either, either give the guy a yellow or don't. And I'm pretty sure he had a final warning in, like, the 15th minute. Right, and then, and then, then had six like, more fouls. Yeah, yeah literally. And he had another final warning. Oh, he kept getting final warnings every time. Uh, but, yeah, nothing ever came of that. In the specific deflection versus shot versus pass, so MLS soccer does this thing where they have, like, an instant replay. And basically they, like, go over the controversial plays and they discuss it and they, like, they break out the rules and they try to, you know. Um, I think Bobby Warshaw is the one that was running it this week. And when I was, like, watching it, he had to do quite a bit of, like, mental leapfrogging if you will to explain how they're different like it wasn't it i think if we look at the letter of the law like literally how fifa and the ibfa or whatever they're called like wants refs to interpret this rule they they did it correctly quote unquote in this match what was the difference i think the difference was the uh, initial uh a pass versus like a shot on deflection. A deflected shot on goal isn't the same as a defender taking the ball off of a attacking player's legs. Is how I interpret it, right. or how I understood it. It's literally that. It, it is that granular. Is the difference? You would think that if it's that granular, mm-hmm. the ref should have gone to the television and sure. taken a look. But at that, how do you go even on the television like how do you look at at, uh, at at the feet of the mirror and go oh you know this was a deflection versus a pass versus a shot okay like, so they, really they, they got literally into like interpreting intent basically right and that's neither here nor there it's a the way they the refs are being told to interpret offside is stupid it's dumb um, there is it, it's they're also given the instruction, the, the sideline refs, that is, to keep their flag down and that any weirdness would be corrected with VAR. That's clearly not happening. I miss the good old days where if a player was off, the play was dead. It's that simple. That is no longer the world we live in. Um, I think this this change came like four years ago, and for whatever reason, we're seeing it at a ton this month. Um, it's dumb. I agree. It, it's, we were hard done by it. And at the end of the day, the impact to the game was identical in both scenarios. And we just happened to be on the losing end on both of them. It's stupid. It's asinine. Um, it doesn't make any sense. But it is the nature of of the beast, uh, as it were. Um, I don't really know what else to like discuss there. I, I, I think... It's one of those things where it just didn't go our way this week, and hopefully next week it does go our way. And like, 
FC Dallas, you know, get a dude sent off in like the fifth minute for some dumb thing he didn't do. Um, it's unfortunate. That no, this I don't is, want that. All right, it's so unfortunate I, that this is listen, what the what our league has. No, I, I I I don't want that. I I get. Well, again, we talked about this after our win at home. We should not have had a penalty on that bear play. Right. It's I don't want to just live in a reality where like, well, all the horrible mistakes over time will even out. Right. We literally give these idiots a television set mm-hmm. on which they can go and review in repeat and slow motion every play they wish. Every major important play they wish. And they still get it wrong. At some point, there's no excuse. At some point, that is ridiculous. I get it. Sometimes it is so close. The bad penalty should have been reviewed. That should have never been given. He should have gotten a yellow card for that. Right. Yeah, it was a dive. It's it just... it Mistakes at this level should not be happening for us or against us. Sure. They just shouldn't be happening. We, what else I'm trying to literally think like if I was heading up to referee league pro by the way I'm not sure is there competition to pro no I think pro is like the MLS media arm or MLS uh, officiating arm which is okay so you did mention a really important point there which is another point I keep bringing up the big problem with major league soccer is that the major league soccer the major news outlet of major league soccer is major league itself Right. So your homeboy you talked about and all the other homeboys who are, love to fight with us from Major League Soccer. So you think right. they're going to say something that, you know, that they're actually hurts Major League Soccer? It's stupid. But I don't know what else we can give them. What else can we give them? We literally stop the game. We give them a large big screen TV, I'm assuming high definition. Mm-hmm. And they can replay the thing as many times as they want. Oh, and they also have a dude in the ear and like a dude in some central, you know, right, and upstairs. NASA, NSA, whatever, controlled. Watching the Simpsons. Yeah. And they still don't get it right. I mean, simple freaking things. At some point, it's just, it, it, it's too much. It, we, it's too much. It's putting an absolute shame on the league. Yeah. But not like we're bitter. Let's move on. Well, do you want to talk about the red at all? Sure. Any any doubt there as to whether or not it was a red? Plenty. Really? Oh, yeah. So that's one I'm looking at. It's like elbow to the face. You yeah. can't do that. Was it a soft elbow? Sure. That's it. So leave it there. Okay. Let's go back to Blessing. Uh-huh. And like the 18 final warnings he had. Right. Exaggerating for comedic effect that were not actually 18 it was, final warnings. It was warnings. closer to like five or six. Yeah. Um, in a vacuum, mm-hmm. is that a red? Yes. Sure. Yes. In a vacuum. Right. But we don't live in a vacuum. Correct. We have to take it at as part of a larger body of decisions. In that 90-whatever, four-minute, five-minute game. Right. Based on the play that was happening in that game, that is not a red to me. It just doesn't make sense. The, if that is a red, there should have been an extra at least six to eight yellows in that game. Because if that's a red, right. that means that about half of that is yellow. Mm. Right, obviously, we're, we're, we're spitballing here. So in a vacuum, that's a red. Mm-hmm. But we don't live in a vacuum, so that should not be a red. Yeah, that's... If you compare that to the yellow Everton gut, yes, that's a red. Right. But if you compare that to the no calls or calls without a card that a lot of other players got in that game, that is not a red. Yeah, sure. It's I get what you're getting at. And, and you're right. At some point, you have to go, hey, what's the, the difference here? That being said, and Latif blessing fouled the crap out of our midfield i mean he absolutely every chance he got he was mm-hmm. he you know he he was doing his job well if if i'm lafc i'm going with Heath blessing might be the man of the match for me mm-hmm. it might that pk <laughs> um i hate that dude but anyway um 
It's at no point did he put his elbow on someone else's head. It, it didn't happen. He did a bunch of other stuff, but at no point was his elbow touching someone else's face. We can't say the same for Portillo. That is the distinction. Like, Not I, all elbows to the head are equal. Sure, sure. I get that. And, and that's fair. It, it's, you know, I interpretation live, being what it yes. is. Yes. That's what bothers me. There I, was... I, in that game, if I may, mm-hmm. I had no more understanding of what is and is not a, a yellow slash red anymore. Yeah. That worries me. I, I think that that's actually... That wor- I mean, that worries me point. from a fan perspective. That worries me from... I, I had no idea what that is anymore. Whether it's for us, against us, it didn't matter. I didn't know what a penalty was anymore. I didn't know what it foul was what a yellow card was I didn't know what a red card was I didn't know what consistent and persistent fouling was Mm -hmm. because you're supposed to get a card for persistent fouling yeah I had no idea what that meant anymore yeah it was all out the window all out the door it it meant nothing Um, that is the problem that's for me that is the definition of a bad game of a badly refed game sure sure and I, I think you bring up some very good points um let me I, ask you this. Yes. You remember Everton's yellow card? I do. I think Everton had way tougher and rougher fouls and plays before and after that play. Well, he got the, the, the yellow in like the fourth minute, so there wasn't a lot of play. Right. Before. After. But I, I thought he had plays after that that, were, that that deserved yellows. No. Here's the thing. He got a yellow not for the... He didn't get a yellow for the foul. Right. He got a yellow for going and tapping the dude. That was and, still and silly. Cause, uh, no. It, it's when you give a yellow for that the expectation is set that you're handing him out sure no 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 when you give a yellow for that I think you're setting the expectation that hey I give a yellow for t- making contact with an opponent once he's on the ground that's what that is like it's it's very clear I, I think this ref was here's the thing I don't think he did a good job I'm not trying to defend him I'm trying to to read into that as an RSL fan. I'm going. I'm looking at that red, and I'm going. Yeah, I would give that red in the context in the of, vacuum. In the even in the context of that game, because uh, at no point did Latif Blessing or anyone on LAFC put their elbow in the dude's face. They didn't. They did a lot of other stuff that I I would have called where I think the ref made a bad choice. And and to be 100 percent honest with you, kind of lacked an ability to enforce the rules. If we're going to be totally honest. That being said, that doesn't change the fact that elbows to the face are reds. They are. Um, um, disagree. Yeah, and and I think this is one of those things we're not going to see eye to eye on. Uh, I just think it was a it was a horribly ref game. I can't argue in a vacuum. That's a red in that game. I don't know, which is worse than saying it's not. Sure, sure. I I I, I see your point. Yeah. I just disagree with it. Let's move on. Let's. So. Should we, shall we leave that game behind for just a second? I think it's best if we do for our mental health. Next up, FC Dallas. FC Dallas, the boys are back in town. Yeah, buddy. Don't have second, to go to Texas in the summer. Yeah, buddy. Second home game of the year. Mm-hmm. So excited. Delayed my travel plans just for this game. Leaving the morning after. That's going to suck. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Sometimes it'll be like that. There's a couple of things happening. Our national team players mm-hmm. are back. Yeah, they are. I don't even know who it is anymore. I know it's Albert. I know it's Baird. Sam Johnson. I know it's Sam Johnson. Everton. Uh, uh, Everton. Uh, Everton coming back from his suspension. That's so right. Is Luis, uh, M. Silva, I should say. We're all over the place. Man. Everyone's coming back. So the national team boys are coming back. Many of them had good performances. I know that Albert had himself a couple of games. Games. Incredible games. Mm-hmm. Um, we watched Corey Baird again. We did. For the U.S. men's national team playing against Chile. He started against Powerhouse. Chile. Powerhouse. Yeah. 1-1. Yeah. Be honest with you. I was busy with work. Didn't watch much. Uh, did Corey you? Baird played well. I watched... I kind of had it running in the background, if you will. Yeah. Corey Baird had as not as good a game as he did uh, in, in the January camp. Right. But... He, he still played very well. Saying he had a decent game. Absolutely. And okay. I think in the 50-some-odd minute, he gets removed. Is it kind of funny that Corey Baird seems to, these days, be getting more minutes with the 
national team than he does with RSL. What are you talking about? He started for RSL both uh, both games that he was here. All three games that he was here. Did no, he did not start all three games. What are you talking sure about? Did, yeah. No. I think I'm gonna look it up right now. But yeah. Yeah. Look it up. Maybe he just impressed so much that I don't remember. No, no, yeah, he's he definitely. I knew he started the one game over Plata, the first game. Mm-hmm. He was obviously not here the last game. I think Plata got hurt. Plata got hurt. Did he start second game? Yeah. Huh? What else are you going to start on the left? It wasn't Bofo. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Corey Baird. Is he for real? Yeah. He's, in your opinion? He's dude's playing out of his mind. Um, I, I love I, I, Corey Baird. I don't know what that means. All right. I know what... Jefferson Severino playing out of his mind means. Okay. I know what Joao Plata playing out of his mind means. Mm-hmm. I know what Everton playing out of his mind means. Okay. I even know what Necromando playing out of his mind means. Sure. I don't know what Corey Baird playing out of his mind means. What does that mean to you? He's having a really great game. What does that mean, though? Like, what what does that mean? Attacking. He's getting on the, when he's on the left. He's getting uh, uh, balls in. He's he's you know handling his defensive responsibilities. I I think uh, he's a phenomenal left back. I just unless he scores a couple of goals or has an assist or a couple of assists or something. I just I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just missing some of what he gets to contribute. He, he never has the big flashy moment. I think a, a pace is huge for him, especially when he plays on the wing. Um, I, he, he hasn't shown that pace much this year, though. Okay, so he was, uh, he was the starter for DC United. Yeah. Which was our third. No one's proud of that. Sure, but I think he was our, that was our third game. Yep. Mm, so that, and we know he started the first game, so that yes. just leads the second game. Or Plata Anyways, hurt, beyond so. the point so, yes, right now. Yes, he started all all the games he was available to yeah. start. I just don't know what a what a really good game for him means these days. I would argue the same thing that a really good game for Jefferson looks like. He made a bunch of people miss. He put a lot of crosses in. He won a bunch of balls. Yeah. Like what? I, as a as a player on the wing, what more? Like you know, he's not. Now let me let me go ahead and give the caveat that when he's the center forward the expectation is goals when he's on the right. wing the goals are kind of nice to have but I expect solid balls into the box for someone with a big old forehead to put into on goal yeah and I think he did that I think that first that first game in Houston he was outstanding I agree um, and then but he, the, the he, he, was game, I think solid. he was solid I and then I think DC United was where he was the actual striker and that all fell apart very quickly Everything fell apart really quickly against uh, DC United. Right. All right. So um, from the rest of the national team, guys, obviously Albert had at least one really good game. I didn't look at all what Johnson did. Any idea? Uh, so I know that today uh, Liberia played at the Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, they lost one nil. Yeah. And Sam game. Johnson was a sub, I believe. And I'm trying to figure out like how much time he played. Um, and at what point they they brought him in? All right, so he's gonna he's gonna have a few days to recover, but you don't know how well he did or anything. 59th minute, 59th minute he came out. No, I did not watch the Liberia uh, games. Um, I think they were friendlies. Yeah, they were friendlies. So you know, take it for what it's worth. Um, just travel alone, I think, is is kind of a. Is Netum back this weekend? Net who? Netum. No, no. Who who got the other M. yellow? M. Silva? Yeah, M. Silva. He got yeah, the red M. card. M. Silva's back. He's back. Jefferson yeah. is back. I think Jao Plata and Glad are still obviously hurt. Right. So those are the notable missing pieces. I think Rushnak's already back in the Valley as of like yesterday or the day before because Slovakia played their game. They only had one game, right? I think it was two games. No, oh, was it? I think so. Uh, Slovakia played their game early. Um, so... Rushnak, so we're getting some, we're getting some power back. Right, so Johnson back, mm-hmm. Rushnak back, M Silva back, Severino back. Your opinion? How many of those guys start? 
this I, Saturday at home against Dallas. I mean, I think Jefferson starts. I I could see M Silva not getting a start and being and 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 being okay with that. Um, I I think Severino's going to start, and I think Rushnak gets to start. I think Sam, basically all of them. I think Sam Johnson Silva. having played today means that he's, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, today's Tuesday, which game is on Saturday. So let's say he gets back sometime Wednesday, like night. It it's you know recovery day Thursday, maybe a light practice Friday. Games on Saturday. There, I I would be shocked if Sam Johnson gets any minutes, uh, let alone a start. Okay, okay. So you think everyone who's available, minus possibly M Silva, should start and. If uh, Johnson doesn't start, it's mainly because of the travel schedule. Yeah, I think so. Or whatever's going on with him, Becky. So let's talk about FC Dallas for a second. Ooh, yeah. They just beat uh, Colorado. 2-1. 2-1. At home. I haven't watched them much this year. They're obviously a powerhouse. They are like the other super youth and academy-oriented team right. in the MLS. They, they, their only problem is no one seems to want to show up to their stadium, no matter how well they do. I think they might be the only team I've ever heard of who did significantly better a year after a previous year, and their attendance actually dropped. Yeah, I think they won the supporter show in front of like 20 people. Yeah, and yeah, the next year, their attendance was like eight people. Right. I don't get it. I've been to Dallas, good city, good people, good food, very spread out, but what city isn't. Um, what do you know about Dallas? Yeah, I mean, you know, young, uh, kind of, uh, I, I would say very similar to uh, Real Salt Lake. Super duper dangerous on that right side with uh, Barrios. Uh, Baji plays for them now, or so uh, Nation will remember him. Yeah. Um, uh, Matt Hedges, another very notable uh, CB that, that starts for Dallas. Overall, I'd say a, a a, a solid team uh, in the West. They've kind of been all over the place this year. Um, they opened their regular season against New England, one-one. Uh, which New England's kind of having a horrible year, so to tie New to tie New England at home oh. is kind of a shocker. Mm-hmm. But then they went ahead and they beat uh, the LA Galaxy, which you know, no easy feat. Lost the Columbus away, and then just beat Colorado at home. And it seems uh, like they're all over the place. Yeah, it, it's. If I think RSL is probably one of the more unpredictable teams in the MLS, but if I had to pick a Not team right that is more unpredictable, it's FC Dallas. I totally disagree with you on that first statement. I think RSL is the most predictable I've seen them in years. Every game we've had so far. Performance-wise? Okay, screw the DC game. Okay. Performance-wise? Yeah, just performance-wise. I got to disagree with you. I would say three, three out of the four games we have played so far this year. Uh-huh. DC, obvious outlier have been the most consistent, boring performances I've seen from RSL in years. Maybe even ever. I mean, look, we were very consistent, like 05 through 08, mm-hmm. but we just consistently sucked. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even 09, we consistently sucked. I'm not saying consistency is necessarily good consistency, no. but I would say, like, Vancouver, we had Vancouver kind of pinned back. We just couldn't finish, I would say. FC Dallas, like, we had probably no business being in that game. Like, it was a very open game. Like, I would say performance-wise. No, no, Vancouver, the game we won. Oh, Vancouver, yeah. We, we had Vancouver kind of pinned back a little bit. Yeah, we, we were way better. We yeah. were very consistent FC, against Vancouver. FC Dallas, it's like, or um, LAFC. It right. was all a very open game, which it, but then but these was, United implosion. Yeah. I think performance-wise... RSL, you have no idea what you're going to get. Ah, disagree with that. Teach their own. I just... Uh, yeah, doubt, uh, DC, obvious outlier. Right, Scratch that game. But you can't say, hey, this doesn't agree with my... With my beliefs, no, but you, you, can, you, you can say that three out of four... Sure, but... Look you, very, very consistent. Right. But it's 25%. 75% of the time, it seems to be very boring and consistent. I would argue that the LAFC game was not, not boring. We, uh, right, I but it was say, consistent. It was open and very attacking-wise. You're saying, I agree, it's Houston, consistent. very boring. Okay, I, but You're not making sense. I just What I mean by consistent, what, what I mean by boring, it's consistent. Like, you know what to expect. I have no idea what to expect from RSL. Well, you're not watching the same games. No, you're just making up scenarios in your head. No, I'm RSL not. Nation, this guy uh, is not getting it. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I, 
I felt comfortable with the pace of play in LA. Okay. I felt comfortable with the pace of play uh, against Vancouver. Okay. I felt comfortable with the pace of play. Um, What's the first game we played? Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm. It was consistent, steady, comfortable pace of play. In LA, no, but it wasn't. It wasn't in Vancouver and it wasn't it was. in LAFC. It, it absolutely it was. It wasn't consistent. It was all it abs- over the place. It ab- how? So the LAFC game, very open, very attacking. We did. We had to def- from the beginning to the essentially the. 80 that's what I mean. I'm not. Started. I'm not saying it carries over. From, I'm. I'm saying like sure, we sure. go right, into right. a but game. I'm saying game to game. That that's not what consistency means in my case. No, cons- like, like this season. Like okay, this season. If you are playing uh, SKC, you more or less know what you're gonna get. But you set up. Okay, that's boring. What I'm saying is our team sets up based on the opponent, and we play mm. about as well in minute. 18 right as we do in 78 i agree with all of that that's all yes. i mean by all consistency. i'm saying i'm saying and, game and from game you don't know how that's good that we're but that's be. not the consistency i mean the consistency i mean is, well, is you gotta listen better that's not on me bro <laughs> <laughs> so what, what what i mean is that the it's consistent based on the strategy we're setting up for a given game sure and we're all not, i'm saying is that not, strategy changes wildly from game to game Right, but it's still being executed. I agree. So what that tells me is the team is getting better at executing a coach's strategy. Yeah. And to prove my point, this is the calmest I've seen Mike Petke ever. Yeah, I, I think overall he's very happy with what he's seeing on the right. field. And I, I would be too, minus that DC game. Right, and he they're executing as he as he's asking. Right. So, so that's back, what I mean to by go back to my original point. Right. Game to game, so from game one to game four, and all those games in between. The only team that is more unpredictable, may, might be a better word, than RSL could potentially be FC Dallas. I agree. From from in a given game, from minute 8 and minute 88, it's very similar. It doesn't change much from game to game. I'm saying from game 1 to game 2, RSL wildly changes. Mm-hmm. I think FC Dallas has that even more so. Okay. They could totally implode come Saturday, or they could play championship caliber ball and just wreck us I'm kind of hoping it's the former not the latter I really think FC Dallas at the end of the season is going to be one of those teams as they have always been well not always but in very long recent memory Mm -hmm. uh, that will be competing with us for standings it's been like that every year and I think it's going to continue being that way we sometimes forget that just because they can't draw a crowd doesn't mean they're not a good team and they keep loading that top team with Academy product, just like we do. Mm-hmm. I think this weekend's match, just like last weekend's match was, this weekend's match is extremely important. I think this is one of those classic six-point games. Definitely. And I, I love it when in week 29, we start looking at six-point games. Sure. But we sometimes forget, like, all right, with three points behind or ahead or a point behind or ahead of such and such and we don't even think about oh we had a game against them in like week five sure it, it's always like an afterthought yes if we had had we or yeah. oh man remember you know if we had beaten san jose last year we'd be safe remember that year we would have won like supporter shield the supporter shield had, the, had we beaten chivas? chivas yeah not the one in the skies the real yeah. chivas the real chivas uh-huh. yeah that that ended like very bottom of uh, of the league i think the very next year they folded yeah so it's those kinds of things i think this weekend's game is an extremely important game it's i agree it's 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 against a very direct this is what this these are those types of games that would at the end of the season decide whether we played a one playoff game at home or away yeah yeah i think i think that that is um fc dallas occupies a very similar spot in my mind as RSL from a Western Conference standing perspective. Yeah. Like, let's be honest, not like a number one, number two, or number three. Definitely four, five, six, or seven. Somewhere this in there. Year. Yeah, this year. Yeah. Um, m- good enough to maybe make the playoffs, but also just bad enough to miss them. And and I think that's direct competition for 
uh, for a playoff spot. And generally, historically speaking, they're good in the early parts of seasons. Definitely. Kind of tend to implode. They always implode at the end of the season. Um, I think it's a total six-point game. This is an extremely important game. I think a tie is not good enough. I think we absolutely have to push north of a tie. Three points or bust. Yeah. Um, and, and see what happens from there. So let's get into uh, score predictions. Against FC Dallas? Yeah, buddy. Um, I think it's going to be a good old-fashioned 1-1, unfortunately. 1-1? One, one. Yeah. You're I don't wrong. like it. I don't like it. I just think it's what's going to happen. Yeah, you're completely wrong. Um, I'm thinking like a 3-0. Us. I like it. I hope yours comes true and mine doesn't. I think with the national team players back, Mm -hmm. with uh, the heartbreaker in L.A., with the heart shown at L.A., Sure. we might have figured out something. I hate to say it, but we might have figured out something with the Herrera-Toya thing. Right, that's fair. I just want to peck he sticks to that. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, we'll, we'll see if he has, I want to say the ability, because we know he can bench anybody. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if he has the ability, let's just, okay, let's just, just right back to ability, to bench. Because, you know, what, what has to happen for those two guys to start? Brooks Slater has to sit. He has to sit. And I think he loves Brooks Lennon. I love Brooks Lennon. Who doesn't? But I think Brooks might have to sit if that happens. I'd be fine with Brooks coming on like the 60th minute. Oh, I'd be totally fine. But we'll see, we'll see if Mike is okay with it. Sure. So that that could be a thing there. We'll see what happens with the back, uh, central back pairing and, you know, with all the other national team players back. Um, I, I, I see no reason why we shouldn't win this game 3-0. I, I'm projecting or predicting an like an early jump on these guys. Like, we're going to have a goal in the first seven minutes or so. Okay. So, get your brews. Getting very specific with yeah, the, very with specific. the, with the uh, predictions. Yeah. It's going to be like a 1-0 in the like first seven. Then, like, a very boring, like, 15 minutes after that. Okay. Right? And we score on, like, the 58th, 2-0. Right. And then, like, you know, they throw everything forward and we score, like, in the 93rd. Hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I think we scored uh, in the first half... They score like seventy some odd minute. Then yeah. we attack and well, press. Well, that's the they... usual. Right. That's I'm, the usual. I mean, it's yeah. We writing fantasies, or we writing what's actually going to happen? Right. I'm telling you what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you know, I I hope you're right. I'll give you goal scorers if you want. No, because Latif Bussing did that, and he was wrong AF. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In my opinion. Are we all covered? We got anything else to talk about? I mean, or I think we're good. I mean, we can talk for like three days, but right. do we have anything else productive to talk about? Not like any of this crap is productive. But Brooks Lennon, I hope, uh, uh, gets to the, gets the play more in the attack from what I saw. Loved having him up front. He, he was far from perfect. Yeah. But I think it highlighted the right. abundance let me, of the players. Let me tell you something. Tell me, break me off. You know what I love about statements like the one you just made? Because it's it lacks who who are we sitting is mm. essentially it. You know, it, and we just talked about how Bofo could potentially take yeah. over Salerno. It's like, well, what do you do with Brooks Lennon now? Yeah, right. It's it's rich in addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not very uh, clear on the subtraction. Sure, it, it's in my ideal mind we're playing with like 14 players right. and like oh, 14. seven Come of on. them are... In my mind, on the left side, we're playing um, uh, we're playing um, Plata, uh-huh. Baird. Baird, and Bofo. Yeah. Right? On the right side, forward, obviously. Obviously. We have... Um, Jefferson. Um, Jefferson and Lennon, yeah. right? And Bofo. At number nine, uh, we have uh, Demir yes. and Johnson. There it is. Also, defensive midfield, we have Everton... Beckerman and Demir and Sonny Demir is not a good defensive midfielder doesn't he's, matter and Sonny Sonny comes back in an 18 person uh, lineup he'd be Demir okay just no room <laughs> on the field and you know we have three central defenders and two left wing actually one left back and two or three right backs so yeah fantasy match here's the hoping so if, if you you know if Lennon's starting offensively sure. on the right side Right. Let's even say in your wildest fantasies, and we're benching Hefferson. Uh-huh. 
Is is it, Lennon the guy you bring in? Probably not. It's probably Bofo. <laughs> that being said, right. I, I think it's indicative of the the abundance of choice that Petke has when, when which, at full strength. When at full strength, which then leads me to say, he better be taking the U.S. Open Cup more seriously this year than he has in the last two. I'm I I saw the roster that went up against LAFC, and I'm thinking. So not our starting eleven. We don't have our like star players out here. We're, mm-hmm. we're we've benched, quote unquote, benched. You know, by red card and international travel. Yeah, a, a vast majority of our regular starting eleven, and we have a hyper competitive attacking team. That roster that we saw should be the the caliber at which we take the U.S. Yeah. Open Cup early rounds. Yep. That that should that should that team should get us like the quarterfinals. Oh, easy. Yeah, easy. Just in, enough talent to be an MLS caliber team, if need be. We should start a petition. <laughs> Just add them, add it to the list of petitions we should have started. No, this this seems like a simple one. And what is that petition going to say? Take the U.S. Open Cup serious. Yeah, it, it's you know, and we'll, I am sure we will get to that when the U.S. Open Cup is yeah. is much closer. It's still a few months away. But isn't it? this is the year that Mike Petke needs to show me. Like, hey, I'm not going to throw together a bunch of monarchs. It's the prettiest trophy. trophy in North America. Right. Also, CONCACAF Champions League play. Easiest way as, yeah. a, as, a, as an American team, I think, to, to get into CCL play. It and is, I want that CCL money. CC, well, screw the money. I just I want to play the internationals. I want to play the yeah. Mexican teams. I want right. Not right now. I won't play them this year. Let's build. Next year. Next year. There Let's just play them. Just put them out there. And just that, that trophy is so pretty. I think that's it for our Nation this week. Our Nation's been a good time. We'll have a we'll have a post match quickie on Saturday. Yeah, should be a good one. Should be a great one, if, especially if your prediction comes true. You have to figure out how to uh, get burritos delivered. Our Nation, we're going to work on getting burritos delivered. Good night, folks.